0: Good morning, everyone. We welcome you to our Sunday morning roundtable discussion. We are recording today from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. And we're so very happy you all joined us this morning. We will start with our morning prayer. I'm reading from page
1: 62 and... From a letter on page 139 of Divinity Course and General Collectania. The need of divine wisdom and love, Christ's assurance of prayer answered, and the absolute science of God's allness moves the Christian scientists to pray for the peace, prosperity, and brotherhood of all nations and people. No wellpower is used in the Scientist prayer, the human will must be lost in the divine for prayer to be efficacious. In the words of Zachariah, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord of hosts. I would ask that all Christians unite in prayer for the cessation of sin, the oppression of the weak, the accession of power at the sacrifice of individual rights, and especially that divine love shield the innocent from the wrath of the guilty and cause it to praise love. And yes, he who clothes the lilies will tend you and gird you with strength in truth and love, and so establish the labor of your hands in his vineyard. Never distrust, never doubt the all love, for it never faileth. As your day, so shall your strength be. Be patient and let faith grow stronger and stronger each day of this pilgrimage. Mary Baker, Eddie.
0: Thank you very much. Beautiful. Thank you. And that prayer is so important right now, that first prayer about the Praying for all nations must be doing that every day. We should have another watch on that. Okay, the watching point. Watch number
2: 265. Watch lest you retain the beginner's conception of Christian science as coming to make this hell of mortal existence a happy place by taking away everything discordant. This primary picture is what we have to present to the world in order to win them over to our side, just as it is necessary to depict life in the Navy in glowing colors in order to entice men to enlist. The emphatic purpose of Christian science is to banish forever the cause of all discord, namely the human mind. But this warfare does not bring peace. this false mind, but a sword. Sickness, sin, and poverty are merely indications of the error connected with a mortal sense of existence, and it is this mortal sense that Christian science comes to eliminate. At the same time, when a man is sick, he is in no mental condition to gain a comprehensive idea of the truth, because he is frightened. Disturbed and confused. The sickness is the proof of this fact, so he must be healed, if for no other reason than to, to restore him to a mental state in which he will be able to grasp the truth. The price he is expected to pay for this release is that he will take up the, in earnest the work of overcoming mortality. He is like a man who is released on probation. He breaks his parole if he settles down to enjoy the freedom from distress that science has brought him and may have to go back to jail until he learns the lesson, namely, that mortality, whether discordant or concordant, is not the reality of existence, and hence it is to be dissipated in order that reality may may
0: prevail. Thank you. All right, comments on that, please. Hello <laughs>
3: Well
0: it's it's um, you know we, it's
2: been repeated in many, many watches that um, the same thought that we're not Christian science isn't here to make this human experience um, a good one or, or to think that we can settle down in it and enjoy it on a material. Faces or and um, so it it's obviously it's a very important message because it comes through in many watches that that's what Christian, Christian Science is here to get us out of the human, um, not to destroy anything but to have a totally a spiritual concept of being and not uh, not relax in the so-called pleasures of the human experience. Thank you. With with Karen's reading of the watch just this morning, what popped into my mind is, I do not want to go back into jail. (laughs)
3: Very
2: good.
1: Very good,
4: yes. Well, and and it's tempting, isn't it, when people do go back into jail to think, wait a minute. Maybe Christian science doesn't work after all. Mm. (laughs)
0: Yes. right. Okay, Zeri wants to say something.
3: Hold on one moment,
0: please. I have her on speaker. Maybe just put up the volume. Okay. (laughs) Go ahead, Zeri. One of the things that came to me is from Carrie's reading and reading is waking up out of this belief of apathy, where we get so complacent and uh, the fear takes over or things look so wonderful, we forget to be awake and to really work more diligently. Thank
3: you. And, you know, in the lesson, I love that we have have been translated by God into the kingdom of his dear son. So, yes, we could do it <laughs> and stay out of matter. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, and what what role does gratitude play in all of this?
0: Helps keep you out of jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah it right, keeps you out of jail. <laughs> do not it, pass it, go. Do not
4: it has everything to do with yeah. it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because if you're not truly grateful for the first healing, and, and remember it, you're going to forget it, and you're going to go back to jail, which would be a shame.
3: But it happens, doesn't it? I feel like it speaks to the impersonal nature of this. It's just that, like you guys keep teaching us, it's the law. And if you break the law, the God's law, then consequences. And it, sometimes it's very easy to feel like it's personal, the challenges, when it really it's just... You, lo- you have to learn something that's come.
0: You never have to give up anything good. Um, the only thing you give up ever is sin, disease, and death. And that article we've had featured this last week, um, giving up and going, going up. up. Yeah. yeah, speaks to all of this. But in Galatians, it says, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh but by love, serve one another. So you get brought out of prison, so to speak, for a reason, and that's to love one another. We say it over and over and over again, to give of your heart's rich overflow, to give what you have learned, not to just take it for yourself and uh, get self-satisfied so to speak. And we would talk about this a lot in the days of Mrs. Evans because to some degree we felt this is what happened with the with the organization. People got healthy, wealthy, not wise, but healthy and wealthy. <laughs> and then they just sat with it.
2: But Can then you we, imagine that Mrs. Eddie had just sat with it when she had her initial healing. And just was like, wow, you know, and then just enjoyed life from there on. Exactly. Good
0: example, Florence.
2: No, and
1: also, uh, it what brings to my mind is sometimes beautiful, always erroneous. Yes. Yeah, we had to come out of the sense of mortal, mortal existence. Yes.
2: Yeah. And I you know, think that's what the, the story on on Abr- on Abram is too. I've been kind of going back and forth on what the
4: meaning of that was in the lesson, and yet. I think the watch in this conversation kind of brings it up. You know, the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. seems very parallel.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Good example. And he was, What you give up is a personal sense of it. It's a personal sense that this is it. This is all to it. This is life, your personal family, your personal possessions, your personal job. And you're orbiting in a selfhood without God. Because truly, there is no peace. There is no joy. There is nothing in just the human sense of existence. Most people are worried of losing it all, right?
3: Yes. Yes. And they should be.
0: And they should be. Because and they will.
3: <laughs> you only find your place and purpose by coming to Christian Science. And you can't oh, God. take it back yeah. with you.
0: <laughs> right. What What'd you say, Florence? No, I said only in
1: God will you find your, your true being. Yes. You have, you know, harmonious.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: May I say something? Of course. I wasn't sure if you could even hear me. I've never really been. I've only listened to the round table. I've never Joined in, but um, and uh, Sari, I believe, was saying the word apathy, and I was thinking how you know when that when that hits you when you when you think, oh, I don't feel like doing that right now. I don't I don't feel like you know listening all night tonight. I don't feel like whatever it is that you know God didn't say it. That is just such a huge red flag to. That's when you. That's when you need to be on your post, right?
0: Very much so. Thank you. Yes, apathy can very much be the start of things. Laziness, apathy—it's all the carnal mind. In gratitude, I, I, yeah. I was telling Gary on the way over here today that almost every every article that um, Carrie sent me on reality and on this lesson was about gratitude. Um, in other words, you can't see or experience. You can't see and experience reality unless you are truly grateful, not just for the things, but for the giver of the things, for life, truth, and love. Only in that way will you ever experience reality. And what is reality? To me, That's it's heaven on earth. And it is possible, as, as Shardell was just saying, it's possible to have it. But you relinquish all the human sense of things, as we said, the personal sense of things. And you go on to, by love, serve one another. If you don't do that, you don't know the science, and it will not work. And many people turn away because of that. Anybody else?
4: Well, oh, and another, uh, going back to the, uh, you know, the, the, the idea of apathy here, one of the things Mrs. Evans uh, uh, taught and kept reminding us of, if we come to a Wednesday service feeling like, oh, I just don't have anything to be grateful for, <laughs> you, can, you can count on it that that thought is coming to everybody else as well that it's an attack on the service. It's not personal. It's not you. Not anything about you. It's a personal attack on the Christ, on the service itself. And if you recognize that, come up with something to be grateful for, uh, you will help lift others out of that same apathy, if you will, or attack.
0: Yeah, these are such good lessons she taught us. And that's why we have meetings that are Usually very full of testimonies. And just remember to keep them of healing and keep them relatively short, under four minutes. Don't go on and on with anything. I'll make your point. And, uh, and so others have a chance as well. It's not a
4: travelogue.
0: No, <laughs> it's it's not,
3: not a stream of consciousness. Right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it should be not a non negotiable part of your life that you show up with one.
0: That's it. And, you know, Jeremy said when he. It D- doesn't, you feel really.
3: Oh, yeah. October 2013, I showed up one <laughs> Wednesday without one, and I felt awful for the entire week, until I <laughs> one to to the next week. And I never forgot that, and I've never shown up without one.
0: <laughs> yes, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to give it, but you should have one. Be if prepared. it's be prepared, always, always, you'll feel so much better. And, um, this is part of yes going up higher giving up the earth weights now I've had occasionally I get questions um, sometimes on YouTube sometimes sent to me but one one recently was could we please give a, a biography of mrs. Evans so my reply to that is her book lectures and articles or sermons, sermons and articles and, yeah. Yeah, there's a very uh, there's a brief biography of on her, I think it was written by her daughter. Um, that's about the best that we can do in that respect, except for what I tell you as we go along week by week when things come to me of what she said or what she did or what she taught us. Um, so I'm not sure I could write a whole book on it. And if I can, I'm not sure who else could.
3: <laughs> but Well, we certainly have her legacy because the church is still here.
0: That, well, this is her legacy and just about everything we give is from her teachings. Florence, did you want to say anything to that? No, I think uh, it, many times yeah, thought
1: goes to the you know what she said. and so that to me is giving gratitude really to her for her Thank teaching. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you. And, and
2: her book makes you feel like you do know her. It's a wonderful, wonderful book full of great teaching.
4: Well, and that's the, that's the point is mm-hmm. that you will learn more about that book than you would a humanly written biography. And it's the same for Mrs. Eddy, isn't it? She what did yes. she what did she tell someone who wanted to know more?
2: Find me in my writing.
0: Yes, in my writing. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yes so um, thank you and then that comes to uh, another question I've heard a couple of times from Jacob in Holland um, and he started his email with I read the Peel's biography when I was starting in Christian science some 25 years ago and found them interesting because I did not know her life story I have no idea what could be wrong with them but I soon found out on my own that Boston was not the religion for me. After listening to this week's roundtable, I remembered a statement by Mrs. Eddie herself, I believe, where she said as, as a human being, she, she was very human, but that her teachings and revelation were divine. And that's that quote. What is that quote about how she's the bone and sinew of the world? but As a, as a, as
3: as a, as a mortal as a, the weakest.
0: Yes. Yes, that's that quote. Hmm. Um, but, but anyway, and then and then he goes on. Yes, we are not to deify a human person. Now, I just I just want to say a few things about the Peel biographies. First of all, if there's anyone who have read them and like them, so be it. Okay, that's fine. If you if you go to the organization and you like it, so be it. I'm not trying to argue or quarrel or convince anybody but I will say this about that as my mother would say (laughs) I'm going to say this about that Um, the Peel biographies made me ill I read them at an early age I was 20 or 21 or something like that and after finishing them I literally fell ill I also felt that somehow Mrs. Eddy was kind of a strange woman and I was so grateful when Shelley uh, from Canada gave that testimony Wednesday night in which she said that, that she thought she was a little strange and prudish or something like that, and that she was so glad to find out the truth about her. And um, now she loves her. So I don't know how long ago I've, I got this book. Um, it's one of the few people, a modern writer that I read, Paul Smiley and David keeston Paul Smiley, in defense of Mary Baker Eddy and the Remnant Seed. He takes apart the Peel book. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read some excerpts from it because this shows what he does, that he was in the human mind when he wrote about her and he humanized her. And it's not just him. There are others, too. And it just needs to be brought out. Okay. Um. Mr. Peel records his own personal interpretation of what he thought her students saw. Quote, this is Peel, also a woman with an idiom and idiosyncrasies of her own, costumed and co-pured in the fashion of her day, relaxing into personal reminiscences, sentiment, fancy, and sometimes into unexpected intimacy. End quote. What in the world is that about? What kind of impression that, that does that give of you about her? Are you kidding me? And then we have these books that tell her about her grace, her elegance, her, you know, how she was unpretentious and beautiful. And then this costumed and coiffured hello. <laughs> it is what is implied in this. It is an offense not to me, but to God and to his messenger. This is another quite nice one, too. Oh, my. Here the reader sees a new Mrs. Eddy. Quote, Mrs. Eddy had transacted her business only to storm back a few minutes later, ordering Calvin Fry and Clara Shannon to confess their sins to the startled company, then lecturing them all severely on the state of their thinking. End quote. So he uses the word storm, ordering, startled, severely. I, you know, two people can see two different things, and they will come up with two different scenarios of what happened. His was a human scenario of what happened. Now you read in the Carpenter book what really happened. I mean, Jesus threw the money changers out of the temple, but to describe her in this manner makes you think, hmm, what's the matter with this woman? So I was so grateful that he takes each one of these, not each one of them, but he takes a selection of them and, and shows you what he was doing and why at the end of his books you feel like, huh, what's with Mrs. Eddie?
3: It's the same thought that called Jesus the wine, wine builder.
0: Yes, totally misunderstood what she did, why she did it, and in, in the way she did do it. So they let this out as an authorized biographies. The Carpenter books, which ex- truly explain who and what she was. No, no, no. You don't read those. And the Commons and Book is no longer easily available. So this is part of a overall conspiracy, if you will. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. It's not
4: a conspiracy theory because it's actually happening.
0: Yes. Because
3: yeah, we're pointing to Track. Published facts.
0: So. Right. <laughs> yes. So I could go on with those quotes from Smiley, but he he makes his point. He makes it well. I almost wept when I read this because I said, "Yes, this is what bothered me about this book," um, and others that make her sound, I don't know, witchy or strange or something. And then you can read these other biographies about her, which you get the true sense. And this is what we must portray what it what does she say when will these scandalous attacks on our leader stop it's It's our responsibility to stop them. it is
3: she says we can help our leader
0: we can help our leader and that is by putting forth the right sense of who and what she was and
4: is right and for the sake of mankind we have no choice but to do this Mm -hmm. this is not a personal vendetta no if, if we love mankind, I
2: think if you under, oh, go ahead.
4: If we love mankind, we will give them the correct impression of who and what Mrs. Eddy is and was.
3: Everything she did was to teach. She wasn't being fussy or any of those other words that he used. She was teaching them, and whoever told feel that didn't get it. They didn't get it. They just blocked it out. Well, well, we can also see that while she was here, the cause stayed together and it was prospering well. And when she left, it fell right apart. So obviously what she did was necessary <laughs> to, to keep it moving.
0: She was rebuking the human mind, yeah. which is goes back to the uh, watching point. It's not the place you want to be in or stay in. And not many people could really understand that. She was hoping those those in her home would be able to and I'm sure they did but then to have someone just write down notes about it or something um, it has to be given in the proper context of which it was given when you rebuke the human mind it's not always pleasant okay sometimes she says that you have to stamp your feet because Mm -hmm. the human mind can be very uh, firmly entrenched go ahead no I think it's very necessary
1: for her to be portrayed Correctly to the world. Because, you know, just like Christ Jesus or Christianity, even if you give him the wrong impression of it, people turn away. And if the right impression,
0: what she truly is, is is shown, then it will attract people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely so. This is why it's highly important. And that's why for the organization to accept these as the authorized biographies of her is worse than atrocious. It is an offense to God and to his mission, Mrs. Eddy. And I will say that without any doubt in my mind. And I would pray that someone, perhaps in the organization, may be listening and might have some remorse about this and change their ways and get the good biographies out and take the spurious ones. I, I wouldn't even... I didn't even try to recycle this book or anything. I burned it. I didn't want anyone else to read those peel books. And there are others like them. I haven't read, but I've heard about them. Go ahead.
4: So, if anybody has ever wondered why the so-called organization is deteriorating and is now tiny and is not even under is not even recognized by most people around the world, they don't even know what Christian Science is. You're right. If anybody's wondering why that's happening, this is why it's happening. They are presenting garbage to represent Mrs. Eddie. They are they are they are publishing garbage to represent the science of Christianity.
3: It's the wormwood that they talked about in Revelation, poisoning the thought. It's
0: poison. Thank you. Yes. And, and, you know, what he writes right, is, is that poison. It's these innuendos, these, these inferences and in that you know, maybe actually she might've said some of those things, but it's the way he portrayed it. Um, and he did it, either he did it ignorantly or maliciously. I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't guess it was ignorant. I don't know. Cause he was in the human mind himself.
4: And the human mind is a killer. There is nothing good about the human mind. There is no such thing as a good human being. Even Jesus rebuked someone who called him good. And that's the reason why. It's not a human thing. And if you're in the human mind, you're liable to do the worst things that anybody could ever do.
0: Yeah, but but you meant well. (laughs) But you (laughs) meant
3: well. and He didn't show that for a moment.
5: That they was love, and love, no. or explain what the purpose of anything was that she was doing. That she, I'm sure everybody she spoke to knew that she loved that she loved them, and she was trying to illustrate or bring to surface something that they needed to, to learn. But he didn't say anything like that. But they recognized it was something incorrect, and and then they fixed it and, and corrected their thought and came about with a wonderful situation.
3: Or something. Thank you very well, much. And that's why
4: Carpenter <laughs> had to write the book that he wrote 25 years after he had spent a year in Mrs. Eddy's house. Because he knew that how important it was to properly uh, describe what actually went on in her house, the value of the teaching that she was giving people. Thank you, Craig. Peel doesn't do anything like that.
3: Well, the fact that Peel brought this stuff forward and wasn't <laughs> rebuked they and corrected, they didn't stop him and him. No, no, nobody no, they, was there to yeah. they even understood to do it. They, encur-
0: they well, encouraged, encouraged it, they encouraged it. They said, Oh, this is great, this will be the authorized biographies. So they actually encouraged him, so it showed everyone was in that state of thought. And so, th- this is this teachings are invaluable, and it's also very invaluable because we are taught here. And we know here, and thank God for Smiley and Keystone who brings these things out. That Mrs. Eddie says what to that group in Chicago that wasn't healing. Mm-hmm. They weren't healing. They wanted to know what was the matter. She, what did she tell them?
3: You need to love me more.
0: You need to love me more. Mm-hmm. So this is. If you think this isn't important or this is just a you know unimportant discussion, it is not. It is extremely important. For the, for the continuation of science, and for the healing ability. Because unless you understand Mrs. Eddy, who and what she was and how she operated, the healing power is diminished. It's diminished because you think she's some weird person and she just wrote some kind of interesting book. And
3: and what would you stay in Christian science for? If why would you, you? you? It makes no sense to me.
0: <laughs> it makes no sense to you. You have to be as we are with our hearts full and ardent with love for her. So um, anyway. If she gave a strong rebuke, she saw a danger. She did. And it reminds me of a child. Some things you just say, no, don't touch that or something. But if you see them running in front of a car, you yell.
3: Yeah.
0: And it's to wake them up. And that's how I see Mrs. Eddie. She knew what she needed to do and did it. Yes. And I will add that Mrs. Evans followed in her footsteps. I never saw another practitioner that was like that, where she would rebuke the arrow. Um, No doubt about it. Sometimes you wondered what in the world you had done wrong. It wasn't always what you did. It was the thought behind it. If it was in the human mind, it was deemed wrong. And I never saw any... anyone like that before and at that time I was just learning about this is how Mrs. Eddy operated and it is truly how any really working scientist operates because you have to the human mind has to be rebuked it has to be cast out <clears throat> and if you can do it with mild manners fine but we find you know, mild <laughs> manners do not work Quote from Mrs. Eddie. <laughs> Some sometimes maybe, but not always, not usually. All right. Well, I wanted to get past that now. Um, and our beautiful lesson on reality. Um, I would like to start with an article that Carrie sent me that I thought was really interesting. It was actually for last week's lesson on matter, but it was whom, whom Say That I Am by Kate Swope. The whole structure of Christian science rests on a foundation whose basis is that God is all. All the rest of the subject matter in the Christian science textbook is but for the purpose of educating the reader up to a state of consciousness wherein he perceives the light of this eternal fact, that God and his manifestation include all being. All reality. Science and health brings a scientific system of logic preparing individual thought for the perception of this great truth about God. Namely, that he is all. Omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence. All study of detail but leads up to this one fact of being. Through the education of the spiritual sense, we grow to perceive this fact more and more clearly and to perceive also with more clearness the wiseness of attaining this unfoldment of perception. I thought that was really interesting. You know, all, all of science and health is all just working to get you to perceive this one and basic truth that God is all in all the scientific statement of being. That's what Florence, you like to say that right? We always go back to that. True. It is true. I mean, it's all in there. She if you read
1: her if you read her writings, it's there that science and health, it tells you from footsteps of truth, science of being, all of them telling us
0: what we have to know. The allness of God. God yeah. Yes. So when you see something that's not right. That it's just you're seeing through a class glass darkly or dimly, the truth is actually there, and you see this is how you perceive reality, and it takes it takes a little work at times, and 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 you grow into it, you grow by degrees, but it's most important that we work on this. God is all in all. As I've said, I remember the first time I really kind of dawned on me what that meant. I realized I didn't have to be afraid anymore. As I sang last week, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Yeah.
1: And also that all power belongs to him. I remember that helping me once when I was really struggling with something. And, you know, I was just my thought. I couldn't even think anything, but I could think that whatever was going on has no power, because all power belongs to God. And that was very, very, very helpful for me.
0: Absolutely. And that is the first commandment, and it is the most important thing you can learn. Therefore, if something seems to have power, what does that mean? I believe in it. I'm giving it, I'm making it bigger than it should be. Absolutely. I'm creating my own foe. Yes, indeedy. Eric comes to you for life, and you give it all the life it has. Mary Baker Eddy. So what is it you're afraid of? You hold your own hand up against yourself.
4: And this is why it's so important that we study the textbook and we learn as much as we can every day about who and what God really is.
0: And who we are. And
4: who we are as image and likeness. Because if we start the day by having a clear concept of who and what God is and who and what we are, when the counterfeit comes to us, when error comes to us, we will be able to nip it in the bud. But if we don't start each day with a clear sense of what is real and what is true, then when error is going to sneak in and you might believe it.
0: And this was what, you know, I thought it was so great in the Wednesday testimonies this past Wednesday, so many examples of people nipping it in the bud, starting with Janet. And it kind of went down. There were several of them, you know, the error started talking and you shouted back, you weren't having it. And it, it ended up with great results. And if you were in the human mind, you'd think, oh, well, it really wasn't anything. Well, if it had developed into something, (laughs) then, no, (laughs) you you nipped it. Yes, it really wasn't anything, and you proved it to be it wasn't anything, and that was wonderful. Mrs. Eddie says, be so instant in truth. Error is always too late. And also that story, what about the little boy who asked the Sunday school teacher, why didn't they kill the serpent when he was
3: Oh yeah, when it was just a serpent, sure. before it became the
0: dragon. Before it became the big red dragon, why didn't they get it then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, why don't we? Don't listen to that voice. Shut it out. Shut it down, and get it the heck out. I think that's why uh, Peter V. Ross's uh, cornerstone of Christian Science
1: practice, perfect God, perfect man, is so it's very important. And very useful to, to remember, perfect God, perfect man, as the basis of thought and demonstration. is what we we'll read.
0: So, thank you.
2: Well, when you uh, you know when you start to listen to that voice of error, too, it, it gets you ruminating, and I think yep. that's what happened to me. It's just like it, and rumination is just circular. It never goes anywhere. It just it just it just spirals down, and, and it goes nowhere good. And you and it's like a whirlpool. You. you feel like you can't get out of
0: it thank you very much absolutely so yes it does mm-hmm. you have invited the devil into your home and you're just having a nice little cup of tea with him and you're just going down the chute to shoots. quick saying yep
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and it stems again usually it's on uh, it's ingratitude. somewhere mm-hmm. you're not grateful if you're grateful you would you would see this horned beast so to say <laughs> not and let it Anywhere near you, you would destroy it. And we know it's unreal because we can destroy it, as as Janet did, as uh, Lenny did, as others of you did in your testimony on Wednesday. You proved its nothingness. You didn't just hope it was nothing. You proved it was nothing. And all of you did not use, oh, please go away. No, <laughs> you didn't talk like that. You gave it. A, you
4: told her where to go. You
0: did. On no uncertain terms. No, no, it doesn't have any power. That's it, it's no power. No, and you're not going to give it any. You refuse. And it doesn't matter how long it's gone on or how aggressive it seems to be. It's still a big zero, zippo, nothing. So don't give it a history has no history.
4: No, it well, that's doesn't. that aggressive mental suggestion because she says the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion. She doesn't say uh, weekly,
2: monthly.
0: <laughs> no. <Sometimes. laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's an ongoing thing. And why? Why? Because what will it do to you? Neglect your duty to God, your leader, and mankind. Yes, it does. You will forget or neglect your leader, your duty to God, to your leader, and to mankind. And then you're really down the shoot to shoots. And that's what Era wants always to take your testimony. So you're no good. So I have nothing to say. I haven't worked anything out. I'm no good. You know, I still have this problem or that problem. And this, no, it goes on and on and on. And and if you listen to it, it is the accuser, the tormentor, and you cannot allow it. And you are responsible for its suppositional presence.
2: Self-mesmerizing.
0: Self-mesmerizing, yes. So this article goes on to say, The hypnotist mesmerizes his patient in order to heal him. The Christian scientist unmesmerizes him. (laughs) And he is healed. The Christian scientist considers the patient already mesmerized by the hypnotic suggestion of fear, belief, sin, and heals by unmesmerizing him and establishing him in his original mind, which produces physical sanity. And then um, the Christian scientist heals through what he knows about a well man, The doctor heals through what he knows about a sick man. (laughs) I thought those were so true. So (laughs) we need to heal by what we know about the the real man.
3: I like that physical sanity.
0: Physical sanity. Yes. And then the article starts off with this poem. Um, Blessed are they who see and yet believe not. Yea, blessed are they who look on graves and still believe none dead who see proud tyrants ruling and yet believe not in the strength of evil. Blessed are they who see the wandering poor and yet believe not that their God forsakes them who see the blind worm creeping and yet believe not that even he is left without a path. It's quite beautiful. And this is the ability To see reality, the truth of what is truly going on. And you have to have your vision clear. And yes, it is why we work with the three daily duties every morning to keep our vision clear. And not just the morning, but throughout the day. They're not just these little things to repeat quickly. They're things to think about and to live and to do. Uh, They they cover the gamut, don't they? Those three Mm -hmm. daily duties are amazing yeah
3: things are always trying to influence us erroneously
0: yes (laughs) or you know personal attachment or what animosity thank you
3: trying to get us not to do our duty to our leader
0: yeah right or we are we're our motives are either animosity Or mere personal attachment. He's my brother, so therefore, whatever goes, goes. And I don't care if he's not doing what he should. He's my brother. You know, all all of these things that trip you up. And that's why we work with these things and use them and make them real. They will keep you safe just as much as the Sermon on the Mount and the Ten Commandments. Scientific statement of being. 91st Psalm, 23rd Psalm, all these wonderful things we have to keep our thoughts. Yes, physical sanity. (laughs) (laughs) And so then the other articles that she sent were all about gratitude. Um, Carol, will you read the golden text?
3: From James. Every good gift and every perfect
0: gift is from above. And cometh down from the Father of Lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Thank you. And then this article, "Treasures in Heaven" by Willis Gross. The blessings of earth become more real and enduring when it is a, it is understood that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Mm-hmm. Christian science increases the desire to lay up treasures in heaven because it teaches us that heaven is here and that treasures in heaven are man's to enjoy in this life. They are eternal. Moth and rust cannot corrupt them. Neither can thieves of material sense take them away. True Christianity is not subtraction and division, dividing man's pleasures and taking away his joys. It is addition and multiplication. It adds daily to a sense of harmony and multiplies his joys. It takes away that which is false, but it gives that which is true. When man is assured that the eternal realities of being are his to enjoy now, it becomes evident that he has nothing to lose but everything to gain, even in this world, by laying up treasures in heaven. Mm-hmm. And that's so beautiful, and that is certainly something that we can all do. Can I say? Sure, please.
5: It says in the lesson, the the major point that I had not gotten before was people, they have to stop thinking just humanly that whatever they're going to have or do or accomplish is based on what they currently have and have done. But God has a, a bigger and better plan. And you know, we you said you can't see things that are going to be are not from what you can see, but it's because from what he's going to give you and show you. So you got to be open to it and and let it unfold and so that this you know things can really be
3: good.
0: Yes, and they will multiply. Uh, they'll add and multiply, not subtract. And then the beautiful story of um Abraham. And in one of these articles, it brings out the fact that Abraham was considered the friend of God. And everywhere, anytime anything happened, um, he said, wherever this patriarch lived, he always built an altar to the true God and publicly worshiped God, thus supplying the implied condition on his part for the fulfillment of the covenant. Anything laid on the altar of God is purified and enhanced in the beauty of holiness. What, what an example he was. And as Tony brought out earlier, you know, he left everything, right? All his personal belongings, home, family, to go up higher. And he did. And he never forgot his gratitude. He's always building an altar to God. How beautiful is that? Do you do that? Do you put everything you own on the altar of God? That you think you own because really we own nothing. It all belongs to God. Um, and the other beautiful thing I loved in that story when, you know, about Sarah coming with a with child, the Lord said unto Abraham, is anything too hard for the Lord? Do we limit him? Do we think, well, there's some things maybe he'll help me do, but not others. You know, in that, I've given it to people in times past. I think it's so important to, to work with it often, things to handle daily, given by Mary Baker Eddy. It's on, it's on our website. But one of them is work every day to know that the belief of impossibility has no power over you. Know that it cannot possibly affect you in any way and can never for an instant hinder your demonstration. Whether you are working for health, peace, joy, or any mental quality, thing, or experience, know that you are conscious of the possibility and realization of all that is good and true. Do you think about that during the day? There's nothing impossible to God. All things are possible. Do you still think there's something you're not going to get healed of? Maybe it's taking a while, but maybe it is. So what? As I said, you've got eternity. That's a long time. (laughs) This isn't so long, really. So, um, I guess now we will end on on another article by Eustace on gratitude. And just remember, to experience true reality, you have to be so grateful to the Father who has given us all things good to enjoy.
4: And this is uh, by Herbert Eustace, and it appeared in a uh, September 1901 journal. How many times do we allow error to whisper to us when some prayer is answered that it just happened so, or that we should have gotten well anyway, and we look no farther than this? We are content that we have what we wanted, or that we are well. Our prayer of thanksgiving is not made. We have robbed God of what rightfully belongs to him, a grateful heart. And we have furthermore denied the Bible, for we are there told every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights. And in place of recognizing this, we have given to chance the thanks due to God. What must finally be the result of this living at the mercy of chance? Sooner or later, an avalanche comes upon us, and in the past, not having recognized the source of all health and goodness, and that the prayer of the righteous availeth much, our faith in omnipotent aid is so weakened, if not entirely destroyed, that we sink beneath the load not seeing the arms of divine love ever bearing us up and protecting us from every evil. The hand to save is always present, but we close our eyes and call it night. Dear friends, let us be ever ready to acknowledge our Heavenly Father's love and care, not in one way only, but in every way. Let us turn to Him alone with our psalm of thanksgiving for everything that comes into our lives. With St. Paul, let us rejoice at infirmities, reproaches, necessities, persecutions, and distresses for Christ's sake. Remembering this self same God is our helper, He has mercy upon us and guides our every event of our careers from unity of good. If we do this, we will learn over and over again that the seeming distresses and necessities are angels entertained unawares, and that love has been with us all the time. What a glorious thought this is, that we live in love. Could we possibly ask for more? Can we express our gratitude in anything less than earnest, consecrated lives? Consecrated to God, striving to have the same mind in us that was also in Christ Jesus. Consecrated to the steadfast purpose of proving that God's kingdom has indeed come on earth as in heaven.
0: Thank you all for joining us today. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Thank
4: Thank you. you. Thank
0: you.